0: Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. to be to be Today's gonna be Hello beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun, and let's get started right now. The plan for today is I'm going to ask you how you feel about you, why you feel that way, and then we're going to look about how you treat yourself, because sometimes we do treat ourselves like your own worst enemy, or at least like somebody you really don't care for very much. And then I'm going to get you into a guided meditation to drop some of those self-confidence breaker voices that you may have, and there'll be a surprise along the way that will help you shift and embrace parts of yourself that maybe you haven't for a while. And the last thing is going to be eight key ways to boost that self-confidence. After we get out of the meditation, you'll maybe have a clearer and more open heart to be able to do that. So let's look at self-confidence. Some people refer to this as self-esteem, self-worth, self-regard, even self-respect. A lot of those self-words. It's all about what you believe about yourself. Do you trust in your own abilities and judgment? How do you feel when you put yourself out there? Do you go out with confidence or do you go, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not? Do you let other people's opinions about you sway you in what you want in your life? Do you let them devalue you in some way to yourself? And do you know that you have a choice that you don't have to accept and let those people, what they say about you, impact who you are and how you think about yourself. What does a healthy self-confidence look like? I got this list from a website that I find really helpful when you're looking at Mind Tools, and that's what it's called, mindtools.com. The list goes like this. You have a healthy self-confidence if you're willing to take risks and to go that extra mile to achieve better things instead of staying in your comfort zone and being kind of risk adverse. So if you don't really want to take that step because you don't know, you don't think it's going to happen, you're not sure, somebody more self-confident would say, I want to do it. This is something that matters to me. I'm going to go take that step. I'm going to take that risk and that chance that maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. If you have a healthy self-confidence, you're willing to admit your mistakes, to learn from them. And instead of covering them up, And hoping that you can fix the problem before anyone else sees that. And I know if you're like me, you might occasionally do that. Um, Did I just say that on my show? Yes, I did. Sometimes you don't want to admit that you've done something. You'd rather make a mistake and fix it before anybody else even sees it. But sometimes mistakes are just out there. Everybody's human and we do them. But if you can learn from them and grow from them... It's easier to admit them and go, yeah, okay, so I messed up. And even if you hurt someone in the process, you can ask for forgiveness of yourself and them and move forward. So, being willing to admit your mistakes and learn from them is something a healthy, self confident person would be willing to do. Also, you'd trust in your abilities, in your qualities, in your judgments, in yourself. You'll know who you are and you'll be willing to allow yourself to take those steps because you know that who you are and what you can do. And you're not afraid of letting other people, their criticisms kind of throw you off, their judgments of you because you know that who you are. And sometimes, like we say, we, we make mistakes, but we still know who we are and we don't let them devalue you. If you have a healthy self-confidence, you're willing to wait for others to congratulate you on your accomplishments. I know you've been around people who always, always are asking for compliments. They want you to say, oh, how great you are, because you need that validation. I know someone that no matter how many times I will lift them up and say, yes, you did a great job on something. And I'm not going to say who it is because they'll recognize themselves if they listen, but they will say, did I do a good job? And I'll say, yes, of course, you did wonderful. This is wonderful. And then five minutes later, they'll say it again. The next time I see them, they'll say it again and again. And and I feel so bad for them because I understand they need that validation. But it's not something that you want to have to do to be able to have that self-confidence for yourself. It's great to hear people appreciate you, but you don't need that to survive. And lastly, and I just mentioned about compliments. To accept compliments graciously, meaning you're not afraid to accept them because you go, oh, wow, thank you. Even if that's all you say, a lot of people dismiss compliments. And I find uh, most people seem to dismiss them when their self-confidence is low. So you might find people in both categories, some that crave them and ask and ask and ask to be validated, and the other people that won't even accept compliments when you give it to them. They both suffer from a lack of self-esteem. It just depends on who they are at depth, how they respond, and how they act. Well, now I'm going to ask you a question. How do you feel about yourself? Are you your own worst enemy, or do you treat yourself like a king or a queen? I'm going to jump right in and have just a little exercise here. If you can, I want you to close your eyes and take a breath. This is just going to be for a moment. It's not going to be this long meditation like we're going to do later. This is just to kind of get in contact with you. So even if you're driving, leave your eyes open, but you can take a breath and kind of center in and just let go of whatever it is you're worried about and ask yourself, how do I feel about me? I'm going to ask you to fill in some blanks. And if you can, you may want to record your response to this or write it down so that you see these later. Or just write down the questions and fill in the blanks later. But do it without much thought. Just let it pop out, because that will be your true answer. So take a breath and answer this. I am what? I am blank. Fill that in. I am. The second one is, I wish I was more blank. I wish I was more Blank. I'm going to go through these fairly quickly because I don't want you to overthink, like I said. The third one is when I look in the mirror, I see blank. When I look in the mirror, I see, what do you see? The fourth one is people would love me less if they only knew what? people would love me or like me less if they only knew blank. And the last one, the fifth one is no matter how hard I try, I can't blank. No matter how hard I try, I can't what? There is no right or wrong answers to any of these. It's just how you feel about who you are. So I'm going to repeat these now and give you some possible fill-in-the-blank answers in case you really had no clue. Um, You just said, I am, what do you mean I am? I am could be, I am beautiful. I am capable. I'm nice. I'm good at my work. But maybe you also said, I am stupid, or I am unlovable, or I am lonely. Whatever it is that's on your mind at this moment might not be the next moment. But just be aware of what you said. The second one, I wish I was more, it could have been, I wish I was more loving or patient. I recognize that one in myself sometimes. I wish I was more kind or caring. I wish I was more intelligent or attractive. What did you fill in the blank with? This one's a really important one to realize because you might want to work on this later. How about number three? When I look in the mirror, I see what? Do you see it's a bad hair day? Do you see someone who is a beautiful, caring soul? Most of us don't see that because you see what's on the outside first. So if you have a larger nose, maybe you see you have a big nose. Or maybe you think you're overweight and your opinion of yourself is that you see a fat slob. Maybe you see that your eyes are beautiful or you have a great smile. What did you see when you saw yourself in the mirror? It's only your opinion. It's not anybody's truth, but perhaps your own at that moment. Number four was people would love me less if they only knew. Maybe you answered that. If they only knew who I really am. If they only knew, and maybe you inserted your biggest fear in there. Or your biggest worry. Maybe you think of yourself as a fraud in what you do, because you do and say one thing and you don't feel that way because you feel less than inside. These are times to be truly honest with yourself. And the last one was no matter how hard I try, I can't. Maybe you said you can't stop smoking. You can't get that promotion. Or maybe you can't do a math problem or because higher math is not your thing. Or maybe you say you can't have a relationship that works or you can't get a job that you truly love, or you can't find your life purpose. They all can be a wide range of things, but each one is true for you and not necessarily for anyone else. This whole exercise, which you can do more than once and at different days, is an exercise in awareness of where you are right at that moment, what you're thinking about yourself, and things that you can work on, So feel free to try this like I said tomorrow or a week from now or a month from now. Do it again and see where you are then. Because if you've worked on yourself between now and then you may find different words coming out. Or maybe it's just a different attitude in a different day. But usually some of the same consistent things may show up. And now that we're looking at those things I'm going to ask you why you feel this way. Where does this self confidence or lack thereof come from? And if you look at some people, don't they just seem born with having the self confidence, with loving themselves? Maybe they have a kind of a jaunty step. They walk with a light step going, yeah, I can do this. I, I can do it is their attitude. And it isn't necessarily, I can do it in a, Hey, I can do it because I'm fabulous sort of way with that attitude of, Hey, look at me. You can't touch me in that more negative framework. The people that they say, if you have self-confidence, you're puffed up, it's not that. But sometimes people do have that as well. The overconfidence is really covering a lower self-confidence that they are hiding from the world. And I know a few people that do that, and I don't even know if they realize it, but I see it. And I wish they'd work with me because I would love to be able to help them have and build a healthier self-confidence for themselves but if you didn't have positive responses and you don't have that born in attitude of loving yourself most people i would say that definitely not everybody that have at least those moments of feeling beaten down or giving up so if you grew up that way and you learned from others that maybe you shouldn't have a high self confidence you shouldn't think big of yourself Those things are going to make a huge difference because you don't want to be aware of the problems. You want to be aware of where they came from sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't matter so much. What I want to say to you is to look at who you were raised around, the people, the parents you had. What did they say to you? Did they say, oh, you'll never amount to anything. You're so stupid. Or did maybe teachers say that to you? Were there school bullies or well-meaning friends that said things to you? Did they hurt? And did they stay with you? Because if you adopted those beliefs about yourself, they are easier to get rid of, but harder to realize that they're not really you. How deep do those go? That's something you can look at, but that's where they come from. If you adopt beliefs about yourself, however it believes and wherever they come from, that is definitely going to be something that makes a difference in who you are. Sometimes an inner critic that we listen to, that subconscious devil on your shoulder, what it really is, is your subconscious trying to say, Ooh, watch out, be careful. And we ignore it sometimes. And sometimes we only hear that negative and the, we don't know how to listen beyond that. So be aware that sometimes that inner critic, too, is that inner child trying to get out. It's hurt and trying to be heard. Don't discount what you think of as the devil on your shoulder. Pay more attention and know that sometimes you're hearing it for a reason. Different ideas for who this voice is you may be hearing when it says, No, no, don't do that, or, Oh my God, watch out. The next thing I want to talk about is how do you treat yourself? Do you have a great attitude and love yourself in a healthy way? Or do you treat yourself poorly, perhaps like your own worst enemy? Do you criticize yourself and say, oh, I know that. Maybe you're saying to that, no, I don't do that. No, it's not me. But if you look in the mirror, like I mentioned earlier, in the fill in the blank, what do you see? Do you see, ladies, that bad makeup, the bad hair day? Gentlemen, do you look at yourself in the mirror and see something negative that you're going, ugh, I need this more, I need that more? Perhaps you say to yourself when you're in the middle of your day that you're too stupid to learn something, or you just generally criticize yourself. Maybe you limit yourself by using words like, I can't, I'll never, maybe you feel like you can't date someone because you're not attractive enough. You can't get a particular job because you're not smart enough or you're not lucky enough to get it. We limit ourselves in so many different ways. Maybe you treat yourself the way you do because you expect more from yourself. And then when you don't get it, you kind of beat yourself up and penalize yourself for it. Sometimes when you don't achieve something, we blame ourselves, but we don't just learn from it. We go deeper and we say, I'm bad. I can't. I won't ever be able to. And those definitely will impact your self-confidence. You can also look at how you deal with other people, including your family and your work-life people. How well do you handle interactions with people? And do you judge yourself during or afterwards? How do you talk to yourself after those things, maybe if they don't go so well? And are you unkind to yourself and say things you wouldn't say to your worst enemy? Because some of us do that. We say, oh, this is horrible, this is awful, you're the stupidest person I've ever met, I can't believe you did that. Really, even somebody we don't like, we wouldn't say some of these things to. If any of this sounds familiar to you, realize that you can change all of this. Some of it takes more work than others, depends on how deep it goes. And if you have anything to add, by all means, let me know, email me, so I know the other things to include in this sort of feelings. Why do you treat yourself this way? is the next Deckman because that was how do you treat yourself and this is why even deeper why sometimes we accept criticism from others without question because they're somebody in control they're a parent or a teacher a boss or even a spouse when they say something and they make us feel less than we go oh well you said it so it must be true We also might do it because we listen to those other people's opinions, and we take them to heart. You have the power to change that. You do. And sometimes we treat ourselves poorly because it's just a habit. And sometimes we do it because we feel alone or unloved and trying to find a reason, and we don't know why we feel alone or unloved. So maybe we take it on ourselves and we blame ourselves. I want to get into the guided meditation. So I'm going to skip some of the other things that I was going to talk about only because it feels like they're going to come up in the meditation. These are things I want you to be aware of, that you're safe during meditation, that you have no worries, and that we always ask for the highest and best result and the information you need to shift and go higher. So while you're getting comfortable here, know that you're safe Know that all is well. And realize if you're driving, by all means, come back to this later, but you can still listen to this. Listen and allow it to come deep into you because you might have all sorts of ideas that pop up even though you may be driving or somewhere that you can't actually close your eyes and be a 100% into the meditation. So here we go now. At five, allow yourself to start relaxing, to start letting go of the day and all those things that worry you. 4. Releasing any worries about who you are and what you're going to meet on the other side of this meditation. Letting your mind relax. 3. Allowing yourself to just get more and more at peace. And seeing an escalator in front of you, start stepping onto that moving stairway. And it's going down. This time you're going down. And as we count down to two, feel yourself relaxing even more. More at peace. And easier and easier to get in touch with your subconscious, which is where we're headed. And one, deep into your subconscious self. Seeing different openings in front of you. Different cave openings or different doorways whatever feels right to your subconscious, knowing that whatever comes out of these openings, you're safe. You have the power. And I want you to reach down to your side and realize that you have a sidearm, a little phaser or blaster. If you're into Star Trek, you'll have a phaser or a blaster or a ray gun, whatever you have that you can take in your hand if you get nervous. But it shoots love, it shoots joy, or light, or peace. Something that will take all of the zap that might hit you out of whatever you see coming towards you. And ask for your highest and best. Whatever this result is, we ask for that for you. We're going to ask also for this ease of releasing whatever this enemy is that you are facing the worst enemy for your subconscious mind that holds you back. I want you to pick one of these phrases, whichever one you feel the deepest on, or come up with your own once you hear them, and choose that one to work with. One of the phrases is, I'm not smart enough. I'm not attractive enough. Or maybe just, I'm not enough to have joy, to have the life I want. Maybe you feel like you're not worthy of having a wonderful life, of having the promotion, of having a person in your life. Maybe the phrase you want to work on is, I'm unlovable, people don't love me, or I'm undeserving. Pick one of those, whichever one you felt deep inside. And I want you to look at the openings in your subconscious, the caves or the doorways, And allow that feeling, that phrase, to take form and become whatever it needs to be, whether it's a monster or a person, have it come out of one of those openings. What does it look like when it comes out? Does it look like a person you already know? Does a person you know embody it? Or perhaps a character in a TV show or a movie? And what does it smell like? Is it yelling at you? Is it talking to you? Remember, you're safe. And you have the power over it because you have that phaser or that blaster. If you're scared, blast it with love. Blast it with joy just enough to take some of that fear away. Remember that you can do it. That you have this choice and this power. So now, allow yourself to shoot. This love and this peace and this joy, whatever it is that will help it lose its power. Shoot it and watch this monster or this person or this being or whatever it is that you've put into beingness of this phrase the I'm not enough, the I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not deserving enough. Watch it morph, watch it change. Watch it shift into, I am more than enough. As you watch it morph and change, what does it look like? What is it changed into? Allow that changed being to become part of you. Because it already is. Feel it start walking towards you or moving towards you. And I want you to embrace that feeling of being more than enough. Feel free to blast it again if it, makes, it still has a little jittery feel. Blast it with love, with the light, with the peace. Feeling more than enough. Accept it into your bones, whatever this worst enemy is that you have. Allow it to become part of you. This more than deserving enough, more than willing enough to move forward, to have more than you thought you could to be more than attractive enough, more than smart enough, whatever it is you were facing. Now take a breath, because we're going to take one more little adventure here. I want you to now see your inner critic. Have them come out of one of the caves or one of the doorways, yelling all the negative things that you normally say about yourself. You probably won't include the one you just worked on. Allow yourself to relax while you take it in without any attachment to it. Take it in as a warning that they're trying to tell you something that you should know. Thank them for that warning. Thank them and tell them, I hear you. I hear you. I thank you for telling me that this is what I need to know. This inner critic could just be your subconscious mind or it might be your younger self, the child that you were. I want you to embrace this critic. Embrace them. Tell them it's all right. Tell them that they don't have to be scared about what they're talking about and their warning, that you've heard them, that you'll give it some weight and understand where it's coming from. Give them love and watch them as well relax and just melt into you knowing that you have the power to heal this inner critic, this younger self and breathe it in, check in with yourself. How do you feel? Do you feel lighter and brighter knowing that your worst enemy and your inner critic have been shifted and adjusted? Are you ready to trust that you can be who you want to be. You can. You can enjoy. You can love yourself. Your self-confidence can be more. See that these things that you looked at today are just things that you needed to know, things that you could grow with, things that you could learn. Take another breath. And it's time to come up and out of your subconscious mind. See that escalator in front of you moving up. And take a step on one, allowing it to move you up, back up into your conscious mind. Two, realizing that your inner critic is just you warning you about things to be aware of not some monster on your shoulder that's yelling and screaming at you. Three, moving up, being more comfortable, allowing yourself to grow from this. Four, realizing that you still have that phaser on your hip, that blaster that you can take out when you're fearful of someone and use that spiritually to blast love at someone, to blast light at your fears, to blast healing. You can do all of those things when you're ready to come up and out, five, moving up, realizing that you can and you will be in a better place and in a much more self-confident place. Now you're alive, of course, awake, alert, and ready to move forward, knowing that you indeed can move forward You can be who you want to be, and all you need to do is listen. Listen to yourself and know that you can be all that you want. So now that you're awake and you're alert, how did that go for you? Were you able to embrace those two different things, the worst enemy and your harshest critic, your inner critic that tells you, no, you can't, you aren't good enough, no, you shouldn't? Those two different things may have been similar, but I wanted to hit it from two different angles so that you would indeed be able to just really feel through it, to really know what is going on within yourself. I'm going to start hitting the eight key ways now to boost your self-confidence. I want you to know that your self-esteem needs to be based on your inner world. And I think you probably know that. But if you base it on external achievements, your self-confidence just is not going to last. It's going to go down the tubes when you realize that sometimes we don't make it. We don't succeed. We have failures. We have things go not quite the way we planned. And if you only deal with that, you're really not going to be able to make it work for you. We're going to ask you when we go through these eight key ways for you to dig deep, for you to really realize that you can do it for yourself, that you can be honest. The first one you can do And yes, I know I'm always into the lists is to take an inventory of your best qualities, list them out. Yes, indeed. I get it every single time I know I'm this person that likes to logically figure things out, but I also am emotional and spiritual. So I want to give my listeners the one that they works the best for them. So I want to hit the different ways that you can handle this. One of them, take those inventories of your best qualities. Sometimes you may have to ask other people because you may not see it if you're really closed down. Start with your personality. List them. Are you helpful, loving, honest? What are your best qualities? Giving. Maybe you're a great friend. Maybe you're romantic and you love to do those small gestures to make someone feel good. Maybe you're organized or intelligent. Maybe you're street smart and you don't consider yourself intelligent, but you go, yeah, I'm street smart. Maybe you're curious or optimistic, imaginative. Maybe you're adventuresome or trustworthy, brave. Maybe you feel like you have integrity. Once you look at your personality, then you can look at what you're good at. Maybe you have talent in the arts. Maybe you're a good writer or singer. Maybe you act. You're an artist in some phase of artistry. Or you're a good cook or chef. Your talent is there. Maybe you're great with numbers. Or you're great with financial and so many people wish they were you. If that's the case, great with money. Maybe you're great in sports. Maybe you take tests well at school or you're a good craftsman. Maybe you work with wood or you're what you consider a craft person in the way of arts and crafts kinds of thing. Maybe you're a great reader. You're good at your job. You speak well, whatever it may be. List those things out and then look at them later. Once you see them, because you don't want to forget in times of beating yourself up that you are good at some things. That's one way to boost your self-confidence. A second way I'm going to talk about is to listen. I kind of mentioned earlier to how you talk about yourself. What do you say? Start with the morning when you look in the mirror to shave or put on makeup or do your hair or whatever it is that you do. What do you say to yourself? And then why do you say those things to yourself? Is it just a habit? Does it go deeper? Do you look only at the outside of your body first and never look at the inside when you're talking about yourself? You can do guided meditations and visualizations to help shift the way you talk to yourself. I have plenty on my YouTube channel I mentioned already that go in and help shift your subconscious, and we did that today as well. So you may find you start changing some of it just because of the meditation we did, or maybe you want to do more. Maybe you need some coaching, either life coaching, or you need coaching through therapy. Don't be afraid to give yourself that gift if it's something you feel you need. Even if it's just a step into it for a minute and see if it's right for you. I also do intuitive readings, and sometimes the way I do it, people get more answers rather than just asking questions about their future. They get answers about why they're doing things. So whatever works for you, if you need it, check in with those things. And if you don't hear yourself being negative or criticizing yourself, if you have a good friend you talk to a lot, you can ask that person to say, wait, you just did it because you won't hear yourself. And you'll go, wait, what did I just say? And ask them if they can to repeat it back to you, what you said. Say that came off, you go, that was a negative. And you say, no, it came off that way to me. It made you sound like, you didn't really have that confidence in yourself. You were being kind of mean to yourself. So ask a friend if you have somebody that you really would, wouldn't would mind doing that. So don't jump on them if they do that for you. Thank them and say, oh, wow, I didn't hear that. Thank you. The third thing you can do is now that you hear that, catch your thoughts even before they come out of your head. Realize that sometimes we think things about ourselves like, oh, that was stupid. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, you don't even need to say that out loud, but you don't need to think it either. You can go, oh, well, that wasn't my smartest moment. Yeah, I can do better. That's okay. But don't think, oh, I I was stupid or that was really dumb of me. Find a way to be kinder to yourself. The fourth key is to know that you are not alone. Everybody, and I mean everybody, has a weakness. Even your most confident friends or acquaintances People like your boss, your coworkers, your loved ones, they're all hiding something that makes them feel small, that makes them feel less than. It may be obvious. Maybe you push their buttons all the time and they go, ah, but it's because you hit something that hurt, that is something that they already feel less than in that area. And sometimes it's just not obvious. They don't advertise it. You may not have the slightest idea that people are like that. So if you hit a hot button and someone overreacts or you overreact, just know that they just don't have confidence in that area and you just need to be aware that it's okay. The fifth one is to learn not to compare yourself to others because you end up feeling lacking or maybe you feel superior and either one of those is not healthy for your self-confidence. Those who made it in their profession or in romance, maybe you have parents who've been married 50 years and you've been divorced three times, or you won't get married because you can't find someone you think you could last with. Don't compare yourself to others, except in the way that makes you go, hmm, how did they do it? Let's see how I can learn from that. That's different. Learn from them. Don't just compare who you are and where you are in that negative way. Those high expectations can make you really hurt yourself and feel like you're less than. The sixth one is to find a personal mantra or affirmation. You might do something like, I am beautiful, I am capable, I am intelligent. And I mentioned the Joy Corner on my YouTube channels, which has a ton of them if you want ideas. There's also a show that I've done that is on the secrets to make affirmations and mantras work for you, you might want to try that to get the information on how indeed you can come up with your own or find one, adjust one to make it really powerful for you and then to use it on a regular basis. The seventh one is to realize that No one is perfect, and I said that in one of the other numbers, but I just want to say don't hold yourself to a higher standard than you would someone else. Some people do that. Some people don't hold themselves up to any standard, but other people hold themselves up to a higher standard. So give yourself a break because you are not a bad person because you don't reach an expectation. Realize if you do that, that's a big thing. The awareness of knowing, oh, geez, look what I just did. And the eighth one is to treat yourself like the person you love the most. So treat yourself maybe like your best friend, someone that you want to care about. Maybe if you are madly in love with the person that uh, your spouse or a child, someone that you just love and would do anything for. Try treating yourself that way and see what happens because it can make a huge difference on the way that you are. The extra credit one is kind of fake it till you make it. Change your body language. Stand up straighter. Look people in the eyes. You can do all of these things to help you adjust how you feel about yourself. And you'll start coming up to it and realizing it that you can be all you want to be. I have some homework for you because we're getting close to the end here of the show. Take whichever one you like and see what you want to do. Listening to yourself talk is really a good thing to catch those negative critical moments. Like I said before, enlist your family or friends. It's one of those that can really help you because you wouldn't say those things to someone you love. So if you can boost yourself up, you really will start to be your own best friend instead of your harshest critic. As you start practicing listening to yourself, try and turn some of those negatives into positives. The other thing you can do as part of this is to find a personal mantra. Appreciate the amazing person that you are. And maybe that's the mantra. I appreciate the amazing person I am. Or whatever you need to do to find one. If you put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, or look in the mirror, you can say, I am good enough. I can do this. Or I am already enough to handle whatever I need. Those are ideas because realizing that self-confidence starts with the word self for a reason, because you have to turn within and not just let external achievements or other people's opinions of you make who you are matter that much to you and change who you are inside. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life, do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be.